Well, hi, and welcome to the In Focus podcast, where we're helping you to live with Christ-centered clarity. I'm your host, Don Meadows. I'm so glad you guys joined us today. We're going to have a great time, so let's jump on in. Well, all right. Thank you guys for joining us today. It is my second attempt to make episode number one public. I'm not very good at this technology thing, so we're going to see what the Lord does with this and see if I can't pull this off. Um, But this podcast, the purpose of me coming and doing these things is to talk about church life, to talk about uh, Christian life, the spiritual journey, uh, spiritual vitality, and uh, to really bring out some things to try to reach my church and try to reach the people that I that I have a voice with on a, on a more consistent basis other than just on Sunday and Monday. And I'm glad you guys joined us today. I want to keep these to about 15 to 20 minutes. That way you can listen to them on your way to work or at your lunchtime or when you work out. So just want to keep it condensed. Uh, but today, um, what I want to talk about is parenting. And uh, what I want to do is look at a book that I just finished reading. I want to just go over some of the things that, that the author brought out that I thought was super important. Uh, the book is called The Legacy Path. It's by Brian Haynes, and the tagline is Developing or Discovering Intentional Spiritual Parenting. So every Christian should be intentional about their, the spiritual development of their children. I thought one thing that he brought out in the book was very key, is that uh, the first institution that God institutionalized was not the church, it was the family. So we, where I pastor, uh, I have a heart, and we're in the process of developing what family ministry looks like, how the church comes alongside the, the parents, and actually this podcast is a part of that strategy, a part of that ministry to help parents to come alongside of them and to help them spiritually develop their children. They are the main disciple makers. The church is the support system, and God has given each parent the the role and the responsibility and also the privilege of leading their children through lifespan uh, development to accept accept Christ Jesus and to foster that environment uh, for spiritual activity to happen. And uh, Brian Haynes brings out some very significant things he calls milestones. And what the author does is he follows the lifespan development of a child all into adolescence, even into launching out into the world. And at different lifespan markers, he calls milestones, um, the author brings along some things that, that help us to understand how to foster the spiritual life of our children. What, what are some spiritual things you introduce at that time? What are some things you should be watching out for? And I think this is a great book. In fact, uh, the copyright is 2011. It has a little age. Uh, so, and I don't think it's in print. Um, I may be wrong there, but the version I have is through Kindle. And it was about 10 bucks, about very inexpensive. But I think it's it's uh, pretty impactful. Uh, so what I want to do is cover the first two milestones today to keep this relatively short, and we'll come back at a later date and do two more and, until we cover all seven milestones and what are the spiritual lookout posts and what are the spiritual things we need to be looking for in the life of our children. So the legacy milestone is intentional plan for parents and children to grow and uh, spiritually. Uh, when I tell you that it's not only for our, our children to grow spiritually, but I tell you when you when you make the decision to to be intentional about spiritually developing your child, it develops you. And this is uh, you may be thinking I don't have anything to add spiritually. 
Um, I, I'm not consistent. I, I don't ha- I don't think I'm a spiritual person like my pastor, but I will tell you this, that God has given you the ability to do that through his spirit that lives within you. And when you take it seriously, God will help you. And um, so what I want to do today is talk about some of the milestones in which he brings out uh, and the first two specifically. So the first milestone he brings out is the baby dedication. So as a Christian parent, when we have children, usually the baby dedication happens within the first year of the child. It's not a baptism. Um, my denomination, my belief system is that we have believers baptism. We don't baptize infants or children, uh, infants. We baptize people after they come to faith in Christ. But the dedication is not, is not also, a, um, um, anything t- for the spiritual development uh, of the child in, in the sense that the child gets anything right then from the service. But it's more for the parent. And what a baby dedication is, is the parents, bring the child up front and to the church and the faith community, the church that they are part of, uh, makes a vow to partner with them, to help them bring up that child in the Lord. And the baby dedication is very important. Uh, The author describes it as this way. It's an act of worship where we're giving back this child that God has graciously entrusted to us, and we are committing to lead her or him in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. So really to do a baby dedication, it really has very little to do with the baby. It has much more to do with the parent and the support system around that parent, whether it be the church or the extended family around that around that uh, nuclear family. So uh, it's important because it's a worship service. And what we're doing, we're coming to the Lord and we're saying, okay, God, we realize that this child is a gift and we're going to bring this child back to you. And we're going to, with your help, with your spirit, with the church's help, we're going to raise this child to know who Jesus is and pray at some point in their life they accept Christ and are saved. It's an act of celebration, the author goes on to, and continues, and it's a commitment and a vow of a spiritual family to bring up this child in a godly way. So there's certain things that happens at a baby dedication to make it important, to make it stick out. Um, the a lot of times we tack these things on the end of a service. Maybe maybe the whole service needs to be about this. And, you know, as as Joshua said, that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and, and make it that type of a service to where there's a dedication and a commitment to have an influence, a spiritual impact on those around us. But specifically, there's a secret that the, the author talks about to this, and that is that the core competency is that uh, the parent is the one who takes the initiative, not the child. Um, so you are the primary faith trainers as the parents in your family. And when the when the dedication happens, when a dedication service happens, there's a lot of things that you could do. Well, first of all, we could have a service where the family comes up front with a nuclear family and also the extended family comes up front and the baby is brought, we talk about the baby's name, we talk about the, the, the process, and we talk about the parent's heart. We talk to the parents and have the parents talk about their intentions and their commitment to raise their family in the admonition of the Lord. Then as we pray over that child, the church prays over that child and blesses that child, there's a lot of things we can do to make that a significant event, not only for that time, but for later, such as a certificate or a plaque. 
that will go into what the author suggests doing is a, is a milestone box. At every milestone, put the significant milestone markers in that box. So as a child grows, you can go back to that box and pull out all these things and say, okay, when the child gets about six, seven, eight years old, you say, okay, this is when we did, uh, dedicated you to the Lord. These are some pictures we took. This is the family. This is who was there. And these are who these family members are. This is who the pastor was. And these are the things that happened during that time. We prayed over you. We, we, we dedicated you. We talked about why we, why we were coming and, uh, there's a good, uh, another good gift to give is a Bible to put in that box, uh, at their dedication. But the author, author also talks about, uh, having a party that the celebration of the child dedication is a party, but there's an, also an after party. He, uh, recommends that the parents have a party at home, inviting close friends, maybe the pastor or, and some family members to celebrate that time, take some pictures, get some mementos together and put it in that box. Now, uh, as a Christ follower, we should celebrate the Lord and his work in our lives. And celebration cement in our minds and hearts the work of the Lord. So the family dedication or the, the baby dedication is a celebration. The after party is a celebration. And the author, like I said, also talks about having a, a milestone box that, that can be used to hold all the milestones um, throughout the child's life. But somewhere between the ages of, of um, birth and six, this is very important. Now, what do you do for those six years? Will you continue to pray? You continue to bring your child to church? Continue to do family devotions? You continue to lead your child spiritually? You continue to watch over them and uh, make sure they're involved in service and missions? But milestone number two the author talks about is when when the questions start coming, and that normally happens in between the ages of 7 and 13. He calls this milestone the faith uh, commitment milestone. And this is where all of our seed sowing and all of our watering comes into play. It's usually during this time that the child begins to ask questions about Jesus, about sin, and has an interest in being saved. So you might ask, what constitutes a child's salvation? Well, it's the same thing any adult has in their life. They they must understand that there's something that separates us from God. They must understand that it's a faith commitment. It's not done by works. It's, they must understand the basics of it. And the author brings out three basic premises for salvation. That's repentance um, and um, confession and belief. So repentance is the action of changing direction turning from the sin to G and then turning to Jesus and walking a different way. Confession though is the act of agreeing out loud. Confession means that you not only privately believe in the Lord, that you confess it with your words. You publicly uh, confess Jesus Christ and that he is the only way to salvation. Now belief, it, sometimes we say we believe in, but I'm not so sure that that's a strong enough statement. The author brings out that, that it isn't a strong enough statement in fact, probably the best statement to, to make instead of believe in would be trust in. We can believe in Santa Claus. We could believe in the tooth fairy, but we trust in Christ, that he is the only way and that he has kept us in, uh, in salvation, that, he is, that because of his sacrifice, we can be saved and we can be made right before God. Now, on a note from my personal perspective, what I normally do is I've been 
presented with questions about baptism. Um, maybe somebody gets baptized in, in the service, maybe a, a youngster that we've talked to and have affirmed their faith in Christ and they get, they get baptized and that creates questions. And I get a lot of, a lot of children who come to me and want to be baptized. I'm grateful for that because it gives us an opportunity then to, um, to talk about what baptism is and what it isn't. Baptism is not salvation. Uh, baptism is simply a picture of what happens inside of our hearts. Salvation comes to those who believe. And we were able to walk through that. So basically, the first thing I go to when a child comes to me and asks me about baptism or is curious about things like that, I'll ask them the very first question is, can you tell me what sin is and what it does? Now, if they can't tell me that sin separates us from God and they can't tell me that sin is prideful and it's us taking control of our own life, living for our own glory instead of God's glory. Now, they don't have to say those specific words, but something that would help communicate that sentiment. You know, they're not ready for baptism. They're not ready for all this. They they need some more fostering. And what I'll say is that I can see God's working in your life, but I think let's hold off for baptism because this is what baptism is. It comes after salvation. And what I want to want you to understand is sin and understand who Jesus is and understand what he did on the cross. So once a child gets that understanding and it, it develops within them a conviction over their sin, then they're ready to be saved. And then you need you and I as, as spiritual influencers need to walk them through that process to get saved and then baptism. So we there's a couple questions uh, that's that we need to know. You know, do they know what sin is? Do they know who Jesus is and what He did? Now, one thing that parents do, and I can understand this very easily, is that they want to rush the process. So, your child asks about baptism. That means God's speaking to them. Okay, it's time to be baptized. Well, that that does mean God's speaking to them, and that does mean there's a curiosity that's developing within them, and that's great, and that's right, and we need to capitalize on that. But we don't need to get the cart before the horse. What I want you to understand is that when those questions, those spiritual questions come up, it is time to dig a little deeper. Don't move ahead and hurry the process to check off a box, but to actually just take your time and see what's going on there. See if the child is ready for salvation and if they understand what that means. Um, maybe that's the reason we have a lot, of, a lot of kids walk the aisle and get baptized and then they spend the rest of their life not knowing who Jesus is, not being discipled, not even having a longing to be discipled because they wasn't really saved. They just got dunked. They just got wet. And maybe in, later on in their life, they realize that. The church has done a terrible job over the past decades of discipling people. It's all been about winning people and, and baptisms. And those are important. Those are great importances and needed, but we can't get the cart before the horse. Most Christian parents dream of the day when their child We'll make a profession of faith, but we don't need to hurry that along. You know, once not only baptism is a question that comes up in the child's mind, but they may have questions about Jesus, about heaven, about hell, about baptism, um, but we uh, even about, you know, Jesus living inside of them. But we need to take those things seriously, but we don't need to rush the process. When the Holy Spirit convicts the child, you'll be able to tell there's some, th some things going on within their life. Um, so, but we don't need to really coerce repentance either. We just need to ask the questions and see what God's doing. Um, now, the baptism is a great celebration. Uh, when you talk about family celebrations at this milestone number two, which is the faith commitment milestone, 
Man, celebrations are great and baptisms are great. So what you want to do once the child is ready to be saved and they are, they, they, they pray that faith prayer and, and are connected to the Lord, then you want to fall through with salvation or baptism. So you need to invite the family, you need to invite the friends, and you need to celebrate baptism. Um, some things to consider is taking pictures, maybe taking a video of this time, baptism certificates or plaques, another Bible to, to commemorate this date in which they were saved and baptized. Uh, other things that you might want to consider is, a, is something like a cross, so like a something to go on a necklace that they could keep, and that signifies maybe it's a gift that's done at a special service. So once once you had the baptism service, you go home for another party, nothing serious, just hot dogs, hamburgers, just a way to celebrate what's happened, and then maybe during that party you present this gift. And you say, okay, I want you to always remember this. This is the day you were saved and baptized. So those are the two milestones, the first two milestones uh, Brian Haynes speaks of in the Legacy Path, and we will come back next time and talk about some more and how those are uh, applied to the Christian's life and to the family's life. I'm glad you guys joined us today. I hope this has been helpful. I'm going to be posting this on Facebook, so put a comment there. Let, let me know if it's helpful, if it's um, uh, beneficial to you, and pass this along to somebody who may need it, okay? God bless you guys. Love you. Can't wait to see you next time.